In brightest day, in blackest night, all other podcasts tremble in fright. Losers cower before the power. Oranges lust and blues you can trust. Indigos feel and white ones heal. Yellow scare and green ones dare. That sapphire love and black hands glove will rock your foundation without hesitation. Chad and Mars face evil's might. Respect their power for they'll make you see the light. Hi, everybody. I'm Chad Bogleman. I'm Mark Marble. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 268. That's right. We are continuing the November books for 2016. And we are talking about Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number 8 and number 9. The first two parts of the Bottled Light um, saga? Storyline? What do we want to call it? Whatever. Storyline. Yeah, there you go. I seriously right. doubt it's going to be a saga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like last episode, Mark said he wanted to take the first issue, so Mark, take it away, dude. I'm looking at Sora. Don't you find it kind of interesting that all of a sudden Sora is running a core without her father, and now she starts covering up her cleavage? <laughs> It's like, why? <laughs> Shouldn't you have done that when you were working with your father? <laughs> it's space winter, okay? <laughs> uh, it was getting a bit nipply out. Uh, <laughs> all right, so this, this issue begins pretty much in the remnants, literally, of where we left off last time. Kind of like a, a, big, a big glowing fireball of yellow kind of fading, in, fading into the stars, which was the, the remnants of War World. We see Hal Jordan's Green Lantern ring floating in space with an error. Hal Jordan, Green Lantern of Space Sector 2814, deceased. Eh, error. And that ring kind of like flies off searching searching for Hal Jordan, which is kind of interesting because it just completely escaped. It's not being drawn into Mogo or anything else. It's going by Mogo literally in space. Because Mogo is back in, it's in Space Sector Zero, back in the center of the universe, back where the Green Lanterns belong... Until Owa comes back, then Mogo's going to have to move move out again. <laughs> right? Pay rent or get out. That's right. He's a, he's a placeholder right now. He's a placeholder. But on Mogo, which is – and this scene is – I mean, it's it's kind of dumb still because this is kind of like – this is like literally where we left off last issue except now – except they're, except, they're being, except being in space. Now they're like on Mogo because they were in space last time, right? The yellows yeah. Will come, yeah. So it's, it's or like at the, least at, yeah, yeah, or at least outside of Mogo's orbit. Yeah. So, so, so now, so now the the yellow lanterns that basically are the good yellow lanterns that sided with, with Sora are still have all the green lanterns pointing their rings at them. Jo- John continues being douchey towards Sora and everybody else. It's like, not one of you move. And you know, Sora's like, come on, lower your rings, John. If we wanted to fight, you know, <laughs> we. We already would be fighting if that's what we came for. Guy still wearing like it's kind of funny seeing Guy almost wearing like a, some kind of cleric or or monk outfit. <laughs> but Guy's kind of going, listen, listen to her, Johnny. It's like you know, you know, she saved me, and of course, John's like, well, there's nothing saying you're not brainwashed or anything like that. It's like uh, you know, you, you could. 
And you know, Soros kind of points out if you don't believe if you don't believe me, pretty much ask the rest of the rescued prisoners. You know, we saved from War World, and they're all and they're all like to say they're happy is an understatement. <laughs> I mean, they're they're just all over the place how happy they are. And then uh, <laughs> Iolande and Sora have this nice little reunion. I kind of I like the way Sora is drawn there, even though she is very you know Sinestro, very Sinestro esque, especially from the profile. Uh, they kind of hug, and it's good to see that Iolande at least isn't a dick like John, because she kind of realizes it's still the basic same person she's dealing with, regardless of the ring. John just still has a scowl on his face, and it's like, uh, it's like, you know, we're, we're, we're staying here, you know, it took us a long time to get back to where we are, we gotta get, you know, get our long-range comms back working, you know, we just gotta get everything underway. So John's kind of, John's kind of, kind of being a sourpuss and all this, but it seems like almost everybody else is at least cautiously, they're cautiously optimistic, let's say, that maybe things are going to work out. And certainly so, the way Ayalande and Sora are getting along is kind of uh, making everybody feel somewhat good about the situation. Uh, Sora kind of tries to explain the situation, how this was all, uh, what led to War Worlds and everything else, the idea that, you know, this was Sinestro's plan, it wasn't my plan, yeah, I kind of was used in kind of making you know, the Sinestro Corps acceptable and stuff like that. John goes, that green supernova that we just saw that took out War World, was that, was that you? And this is kind of cool. Whenever Guy is hum somewhat humble, it's kind of nice. Excuse me. And Guy says, no, I love to take the credit, but, you know, but my ring is pretty much gone. That, you know, that explosion, it was Hal. And, you know, Sora kind of comes in here and tells her part of how she found Hal. He was barely clinging to life. And she told, you know, told him about Sinestro's plan, and Hal didn't care. He was going to go do what he needed to do, and that's when he kind of saw that, you know, yeah, he Hal was different. He kind of became a being of of pure will. How he created his a ring himself out of his own will, and you kind you kind of saw the result. You know, Hal didn't how Hal didn't even know the core was back yet. You know, he just knew that Sinestro had to be ha stopped no matter what. Then we kind of have a cool moment here when, of course, a Kilowatt kind of comes clean too, and it admits, you know, that the whole Hal being a renegade part was all BS all along, that that was all a setup on purpose, basically designed, you know, conceived by Hal and Kilowatt helped implement it. The so Hal would basically take be this be the living embodiment of all the sins and the negativity of the Green Lantern Corps, so the Corps could kind of be accepted by the universe again. Guy, of course, I, I always like when Guy becomes like a Hal, a Hal Jordan guy or a rooter because, you know, deep down, it's, t it's taken him so long to get to this point <laughs> because of their rivalry. It's taken them so long, so I kind of like the modern guy so much when he does this. The way Guy just completely dismisses the idea that Hal could, that Hal could really be dead. John, of course, just kind of like blows him off. It's like, charge your ring and get the hell out of that uniform <laughs> and back into ours. And it's like, you know... It's like, listen to me, we've lost good, you know, we've lost good lanterns, but we all swore an oath, to, you know, to guard the universe, we'll, we'll honor our fallen, yada, yada. Um, you know, at, you know, at the command center, while they're trying to get, you know, the, get the comms all working again, they finally do get the long-range comms working, and that's when we kind of get a message that, that Zudar is being invaded, which, of course, is Tomar's homeworld. Uh, I like the way Tomar's eyes, like, bug out of his head. <laughs> Considering how bird-like he is, that they bugged out, it's kind of cool when he, when he realized that Zudar is in trouble. You know, John just jumps to it, maybe because it's the first chance for the Green Lanterns to actually be Green Lanterns again, and without any rival to their power. 
and certainly with their own power being fully restored for the first time, it's like, oh, like I'm on lanterns, you know. This, he pretty much rallies rallies the core. They go flying off kind of like aimlessly. Well, not really aimlessly, but maybe maybe a tad recklessly for John. And he kind of makes a point of telling the Sinestro Corps members that they got to stay here. That is like, uh, you're here under a flag of truce. You stay put until we get back. John just continues to be a douche, which is probably just setting up the fact, probably just setting up a romance with Sora. Is probably the why they're, they're, they're making him be such an ass. Uh, so the Green Lanterns, the Green Lanterns arrive, you know, on Zudar, and then we basically find out that who who has invaded. Zudar, it's uh, Starro, and Starro's little spores are pretty much take are taking over, you know, the all the members of the, of the of the planet, the population, um, you know, John kind of leads, kind of leads the counterattack. I like I like how Tomar kind of steps up and becomes kind of a, a lead guy on this. Uh, you got a you got a there. Hey hey, it's, it's another. Another baseball glove construct. Didn't we just see that with what's his face with Frank? Yeah, it wasn't that Frank. <laughs> that uh. So pretty much they're all doing their best to contain you know Starro spores. Then at this point, almost you know, almost like a the ca- the cavalry Sor- Soros arrives, and Ethan does really a good job at making her look like Sinestro. <laughs> he really does. Uh, so the Sinestro Corps arrives, you know, as backup. Of course, John's instantaneously pissed. I told you to stay on Mogo. She, she points out accurately. It's like I'm not a Green Lantern. It's like you really can't give me orders anymore. And plus, you know, plus I'm, we're, we're here to help. At that moment, Starro starts disappearing. Uh, now the Zudarians still have all, you know, the spores on their heads, and John's trying to figure it out. It's like you know they they outnumbered us, you know, like a thousand to one. They had air superiority. Why retreat? And Sora's like, I'd say someone put the fear in it. And John and you know John and John and Sora kind of bicker a little bit. John, Kilowog, and Tomar fly, fly up, and then as they try to get in the upper atmosphere, all of a sudden they realize they can't leave because there's a shield. They see like it's like a hexagonal shield which is keeping them in uh, from le- leaving Zudar. Then we find out that the shield basically was created by by uh, this what. Brainiac version 2.0, as they call it. And it's like, oh, they got new species added to the collection. The Grand Collector will be pleased. Now we have arguably the most interesting part of this issue. Uh, Inspector in Sector 2814 on Nock. I, I like the way they call it the hidden prison planet of the Indigo tribe. And this is quite interesting why these two characters have chosen this place to hang out of all places. But we, you know, we, we see, uh, we kind of see that, uh, Hal Jordan's Green Lantern ring approaches, and they realize it's you know it's from the strongest of wills, and we it's like it can't it, it's like it cannot be. They reveal their cloaks, of course, it's Ganthet and Sade, who also refers to Ganthet as her husband, which is kind of cool. And they figure out that you know they see that that Hal Jordan's self-created ring has arrived, and it says searching for Hal Jordan, and Ganthet points out our time of exile has ended. About damn time. <laughs> Go restart the blues, will you? <laughs> Be constructive. Um, let's see. Um, hidden prison planet. I'm not yeah, it'll get to that until the next issue. Um, well, good night, everybody. No, yeah. <laughs> the uh, the Brainiac. When it says the Grand Collector, do we think we mean like main Brainiac? No. 
No. Um, I, I, it could be, but I actually this, when I reread this tonight, for some reason, I'm thinking maybe Brainiac 2.0 has been hijacked by Lorflees. Ah. That's what, I, that's what I what I I don't know if it struck me that way when I first read it, despite the fact we know that team up makes sense. It's coming in this arc. I'm pretty sure the Grand Collector he's referring to, though. Though you may we may be supposed to think, maybe supposed to think that it is referring to another version of Brainiac. I'm thinking it's Lorflees. That makes sense. Good catch. Um, let's see, Starro. I mean, it's cool. It's it's the. It's definitely like kind of what I was talking about last episode with, you know, kind of back to basics. Starro is something cosmic that the Green Lantern Corps would deal with. So that's kind of cool. Um, I would have liked to see either like John or Guy or somebody reference Starro. Like I've dealt with this before. I mean, they, they do obviously recognize Starro. Yes. So maybe that's enough. But I don't know. It would have been cool to see something a little more. Um, uh, yeah, uh, like outside of concrete in a way, based on their yeah, based on their past history, just reference something. I don't know. Um, as far as the rest of it, I mean, it's Ethan Van Skyver art, and so I don't necessarily have a problem with it. The I did find it a little bit jarring. For those of you who listen to the Action Comics Weekly podcast, one of the things I really criticize the Wild Dog segment for is the way Terry Beatty does he has so many negative backgrounds in his in his pages and his and his panels just you know a character and then just white space this white space page here bothers me for some reason um i kind of get what ethan's going for here you know giving us a nice shot of sinestra and uh, uh, uh not sinestra uh, sora and ayolande uh, and plus, you know, all the word bubbles that Sora is saying in the first place. But I don't, I don't, I don't like that page. I really don't like that page. That's just too much white space for me. Maybe that's just me, though. I can understand that. It's certainly different. It certainly is different. Yeah, compared to the entire rest of the issue, yes. Um, transluminal pathways are back, so that's interesting. Everybody seems to draw them slightly differently, so I'd like to see, I don't know, maybe more consistency, or at least maybe give me, like, a scientific explanation for them. Are they just wormholes? Like, what are what are they? Are they traveling the um, the emotions of the universe? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going on uh, when they do this little transluminal stuff, but whatever. Um, you know, some, some, some cool science-y explanation BS would be... Fine, even if it makes zero sense. It just, whatever. Uh, and it, I, w- I want to believe! <laughs> and it is a baseball mitt, but this is a catcher's mitt, yes. whereas the, the former was just like an outfielder's. So just, just like a, a regular yeah, uh, baseball glove. Um, uh, gee... I don't know. I don't have anything else to really talk about with it. Uh, interesting. Even though I, even though we knew exactly by the end of it exactly what world he was on, when War of the Green Lanterns was happening, um, and you know the whole stuff with Krona. Do you remember the world he was on, where it was sort of barren and lightning was crashing and stuff like that? Oh, you mean when he was gathering the, the entities? Yeah. 
that's what this this world looks like that uh, that Ganth and Sadar. Obviously, that's not what Nock is, and that was where where Krona was was completely in. The, I think it was in Sector Six 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 or Sector Zero. I can't remember. Yeah, I think you're uh, right. I think it was. It was I, I think it might have been, might have been Riot or something like that. Or yeah, some, yeah, yeah, something like that. But this scene here reminded me of that. Yeah, that's a good catch. Um. But other than that, I really don't have much else to say about it. I mean, I do like the fact that A, the core is back. B, they're forced to work with Sinestro, uh, the Sinestro core. I do think that we're obviously already setting up something. And, and they don't even say anything. But one of these people is a spy for Sinestro. I mean, that's that's got to be coming at some point. Like, I, I feel like if they don't do it, I'll be shocked. <laughs> but one of them has got to be a spy. Like, I, I feel like that's just the most predictable plot point that we're going to get out of the Sinestro core working hand-in-hand hand with the Green Lantern core in this, this regard here. Um, but the fact that Starro's involved, that the fact that Brainiac's involved, the fact that they're helping protect, protect the Zudarians... That's what I've wanted from a Green Lantern Corps is the Green Lantern Corps doing Green Lantern Corps stuff. So <laughs> we'll see how it progresses, but I, I it's a step in the right direction, so I can't really fault it. But other than that, I don't have much to say about it. Makes sense. All right. Anything else? Not on eight by itself, so you want to roll into nine? Rolling to nine. Uh, same creative team, except the art this time is Rafa Sandoval, with inker Jordi Tar- Tarragona, and colorist Tomei Mori. Um, John is blasting the uh, the shield. It's not doing much of anything. Guy decides to shoot it as well, and his little thing goes pinging all around the place, uh, nearly cutting off Tomar's head, but definitely kind of tearing his fin a little bit on his head and nearly giving uh, Sora a haircut, which evidently she had between this issue and last. Um, I, I, I'm kidding, guys. I, I know that's just the difference in the way Van Skyver and Rafa draws these two characters, which is actually driving me up a freaking wall, but whatever. Yeah, um, his Sora is not good. Yeah. Um, they come down... Uh, there's just some typical John Stewart bitching going on here. Um, they want to get the Zudarians back on their feet, but they already are on their feet because the Starro is com- commanding the ones he has put his little starlings on. I say starlings. Don't get confused, guys. I'm not talking about evil star starlings. Um, and meanwhile, back over in um, the planet Nock, which is not just uh, the prison planet, it's also referred to as a cloaked world of uh, imprisonment and exile. Um, Said and Ganthet are talking. There is no deception, Said. There must be Ganthet. Only we, guardians of the universe, possess command of the green light strong enough to create a ring of will. Ganthet says, nevertheless, this ring exists, not by the hand of a guardian, but by the will of a green lantern. And Sade says something amuses you, and he says this ring echoes with the life force of the lantern who forged it. All this time, it is a wonder it took so long for him to prove us wrong. And the ring says, searching for Hal Jordan. Meanwhile, inside the ring, basically, I mean, it's got to be, 
Um, Hal is looking around. Anybody here? And somebody answers. Says, You're not alone. He says, how'd I get here? Am I, you know. <laughs> he says, what, what do you last remember, this voice says. And he recaps the issues that we've seen so far. And Hal says it was his army of fear. He's referring to Sinestro, who he mentions by name. He says he wanted to control the universe. This uh, being says Sinestro leading an army of fear. That's not possible. Uh, Hal says, obviously, you've never met him. With that guy, everything is possible. Now I'm done talking. Your turn. Where am I? Who are you? And this being says, you are in the Emerald Space, Hal Jordan, and you already know me, though we met only briefly. And it was long ago. I welcomed you to the Green Lantern Corps. It is I, Abin Sur. Uh, meanwhile, over on Zudar, the Green Lanterns are dealing with the Starro-controlled Zudarians. And nothing is really working. Doesn't matter if you're a Sinestro Corps member or a Green Lantern Corps member. Um, kind of a whatever we can do, do it fast. And then that's when John says the barrier, the answer was there this whole time. Starro and the spores are communicating, right? That's what they gather because Starro is the only thing that can command these little things. So he has to still be nearby. Uh, John says, all we have to do is disrupt it. And then on the coolest splash page we've seen in a while, we get a communication through the ring. Rotlop fan. Are you picking up any chatter? And Rotlop Fan says, on a sub-aural wavelength, core leader Stewart, a most peculiar cacophony. He says, we're inside a giant energy enclosure, and we need to jam those comms. Uh, and Rotlop Fan says, I hear you. Guy says, whatever you're going to do, do it quick. Um, Tomar is shielding Rotlop Fan as he does his thing. Says, stay behind me. And then Rotlop Fan quotes his oath says, in loudest din or hush profound, my ears catch evil's slightest sound. Let those who toll out evil's knell beware my power, the F-sharp bell. And I, it's a krong, so it has to be kind of like a church bell type of sound. And then all of a sudden, it massively disrupts everything. All the little starlings slick off people's faces, um, and nobody's communicating with Starro anymore and uh John says great work Rotlop he says pleased to be of use correlator combat strategy 101 deploy your best weapon at the best time you're the right lantern for the job and that's when Rotlop fan says if I may correlator my race is blind but our ears see everything when I struck the barrier I discerned that it is not rot from energy it is an ultra durable material of some sort similar in design to your earth glass John says, Glass, how is that? And then suddenly he gets it, flies up, Sora chases after him, and he creates a little telescope out on the edge, and he says, we flew right into it. And she says, we flew into what? You're here, might as well take a look. She says, at what? There's nothing but open sky. And then through the, the lens of the telescope, she sees a bunch of bottles. He says, she says, how is that? Are we? He says, miniaturized and stuck in a bottle? Yep. And they both say, brainiac. Um, so they realized they were lured there. Then meanwhile, over inside the ring, uh, Hal's talking to Abin, and Abin says, yes, the Emerald Space is the everlasting reward for those who sacrificed all in service to the Green Lantern Corps. Outside the ring, Sade says, this life force wanes, Ganthet. What little remains is dissipating. Abin says, but you do not belong here, Hal Jordan of Earth. And Ganthet says, 
It is we. It is as we have foreseen, the tremors plaguing the green light of will, the upheaval racking the emotional spectrum. It is why I called you to this far-flung world, torchbearer. And then, boom, Kyle Rayner, Hal Jordan needs the white lantern in your face. Even though Kyle looks, looks pretty crappy there, too. <laughs> it doesn't look the best. But there you go, all you fans of the uh, Omega. It didn't have diddly squat. Diddly squat of impact on Kyle Rayner's continuity. In your face. I said it. I said it way back when, when that series was happening, that none of that would matter. None of it. Not a single panel of it. And I am apologizing to the creators because I'm just talking in general. DC Comics gives you a job. They say you can play with X characters. Go on. Have your fun. It wasn't for me, but I know a ton of people really like that series. I'm not backpedaling. I'm just saying that the fact that it had no impact is not the fault of the creators of that series. That's DC Comics' fault. So, in your face! I knew that would have nothing to do, nothing to do with when we next saw Kyle in the Green Lantern books. And lo and behold, look at him. Look at the costume he's wearing. (laughs) Look at him. Nothing happened. None of that Omega Men shit happened. I knew it. <laughs> you, you, <sighs> you, you've been listening to humble Chad Boca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, humble I Chad coming to you I, every episode. I said it because people kept saying that it was going to have some sort of impact and that it was a because it was too great of a story to not and blah blah blah. That may be true. I didn't like that story. Mark, have you read like any of it, or were you just kind of like seeing the panels that we posted as we kind of went every now and then when there was like yeah, a reveal or something? I, haven't, I, haven't, I, had, I still have no desire to read the Omega Man. Okay, so I read uh, six issues or so, I think, of that series, and it just had – it did not grab me in the slightest. But judging by the reaction I saw on things like especially Twitter – it was actually a fairly popular series. So I get people's desire to go, ah, oh, I really like this, and I want to see this, how this incorporates into Kyle, and maybe they, this can give him a new angle, and blah, blah, blah. I understand that. But the entire time, I knew there was no way that it was going to impact the Green Lantern series. Because when it comes right down to it, no matter how good an off-the-wall type of book like Omega Men is, there is no way it impacts a major staple corner of the DC universe like Green Lantern. Like, as much as I love, like, Ragman, if Ragman were to have, like, a mini ongoing series again, but they've really been... DC's one of their most popular books at that time, and, and we're talking in this hypothetical world, is something like a Justice League Dark title. I really doubt this... As much as I love Ragman that this dinky little Ragman series has any effect on one of DC's most popular titles, Justice League Dark. Same thing happening here. I really doubt Omega Men has any little impact, no matter how good it is, on one of DC's most popular series and characters. That's, it's just, it was just logic. It wasn't going to happen. I don't care what anybody said. So, in your face. <laughs> 
But get it out I'm of your not, system, Chad. Come yeah, on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just like, there's no way. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Uh, I, I it's got to be. They have to be inside the ring, right? I mean, I the 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 Probably, inside of the ri- the Emerald Space may be this kind of like nether way station where all the rings connect. But he's got to be in the ring, but then regardless. Why, but why would Abin Sur be in the ring then with him? Because he died next to the ring. He died not next to that ring. Well, <laughs> don't forget this ring Hal Jordan literally made himself. No one's ever worn That's this true. ring. That's true. This remind yeah. this remind. When I first saw this, I saw this as like another variation on the dead zone. Though obviously it's it's different because of the fa- uh, because of the fact that it's green, and of course doing the doing our pre-birth series. And yes, this is this is a free plug for that. It does it does kind of suck to make it after having a whole series in which at least like maybe three quarters of that series had at least half to three quarters had Hal and, and Abin Sir having all these adventures together to have. Just to see these I did. I did think of you when I saw this moment. I was like, "Hal and Abin Sir talking to each other in this sort of nether dimension." <laughs> so, yeah. To be fair, it would make sense. Hal wouldn't remember because Hal's not supposed to remember almost anything about when he was the Spectre. So that would kind of sure. Be, but Abin, that wouldn't explain why Abin wouldn't remember him. But mm. uh, I don't know. The Abin, the Abin part, the Abin part is interesting. This, this has to be again. This has to be some variation. On, on the dead zone, because of the, which it which makes which is appropriate because, and this is something we we won't if this actually happens this way this will be something that we won't be able to say we haven't been able to say very often which is that Robert Venditti could actually do something from a from a storytelling point of view and a and a consistency and a logic point of view that Je- better than Jeff Johns which was. If, if Kyle Rayner is essentially being brought back partially, because we know he's going to hang around to help them deal with, I think, Lorfleece, but if his main role is to basically bring Hal back from the dead or the borderline dead, that's what he should have friggin' done at the end of Wrath of the First Lantern, instead, instead of having Hal just miraculously bring himself to life for no reason. You know, Kyle's a White Lantern. Resurrection is something he should be able to do. So if he's going to do some very, some form of resurrection to save Hal, which you would assume he's going to, that that's kind of writing something that that's a power you know that's kind of writing a wrong because Kyle should have done that before bringing back one person shouldn't be an issue for Kyle based on his 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 power set really so I thought that I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool I find, still find it interesting that maybe maybe simply because of the fact that we knew we did know that Nock was kind of protected that Nock was being hidden um, <clears throat> so it would so in a way it would make sense. On one level, the Ganthet and Sade would kind of would kind of want to hide there because it'd be a pretty safe place to hide from outsiders. Does not necessarily explain why they'd be safe from the Indigo tribe themselves. It does. If what's his name is still alive. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's there's they never actually said it, but there's no way that that dude is not a guardian. Yeah, even if he's like a cousin, you're right. He's got to be something. Um, yeah. I can't remember his name. I know, but I'm, the, trying, I'm trying to pull it out of my head because he didn't die, right? He's still alive. Yeah, I think I think I don't remember him dying in that storyline. No, he couldn't. No, he couldn't have. He couldn't have died because he helped. Remember, he helped rebuild the central power battery after, on on Mogo after lights out. Hmm. Remember, after the power battery got just, the power battery, I think got destroyed, and he was the one who helped helped them re 
help them rebuild rebuild a power battery on Mogo because because it's yeah I'm on on it's uh the Net Romo yeah yeah something like that yeah 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 so yeah so that would make sense in a way but it's still it but it is interesting based on not that we've seen much of them but we know that the last time we've seen the Indigo tribe interact with other with other cores that they were not exactly on a good on good standing so it's kind of interesting that. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true, but also, you know, Nat Romo's and the Indigo tribe in general's relationship with Abin Sur, you know, might lend them to welcome Guardians, not not just Guardians, but Guardians like Ganthet and Sade. Maybe. And plus, depending on how big how big Nock is and where they are on Nock, maybe it's they're, it's they're able to keep themselves hidden. So. And not just that too, but consider how close the blue light is to the compassion light. <clears throat> That's true. I mean, if 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 Sade and Ganthet are going to emit any sort of energy signature outside of just guardian Green. signatures, yeah. it's going to be blue, since they created the damn core in the first place. <clears throat> oh, let's talk about the coolest moment, other than Kyle showing up. Oh, flop. Ratloff Van. Dan Kurtzke had a heart attack. <laughs> as soon as he saw that. <laughs> I expect some sort of feedback from Dan, whether whether he's actually listening to the episode or I actually draw it out of him himself. <laughs> I don't know if he's, he's I don't know if he's actually reading issues right now or not, but he should be. <laughs> Good old Rotlop. Yeah, that was that was kinda cool. Kinda, it's awesome. He he's, <laughs> he's there. He looks exactly like he did effing forever ago. He said his oath. He had a pivotal point. Like he was, he was. I mean, he's obviously a Deus Ex Machina, but still, <laughs> pretty awesome. Speaking of which, how 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 convenient is it that you know these these Starro slug things falls off their face and all of a sudden right next to Tomar, Mom, <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> You know what's interesting uh, is not only was Rotlop fan in the background of the previous issue that Ethan Van Skyver drew. Remember, we noticed him like two or three issues back. Yep. He was just kind of there, and I thought that was interesting. I was like, because I I, I I can't remember if I asked, but I was I was under the impression that I thought I thought he had died or something. I can't remember because I don't. And there's so many guys. There's 75 plus years of Green Lantern. I don't remember exactly what the hell happened, <laughs> but but I could have sworn like maybe he died or or you know like just you know because he they like to randomly kill Green Lanterns to make a point in whatever the next threat is. So I thought like just one of those times at least that Rotlop was a a kind of a random casualty to up the danger factor, but uh, I guess not. <clears throat> Or he got better. Yeah. <laughs> I know that happens a lot these days. Uh, but yeah, fantastic that he's there. So that's that's cool. Um, otherwise, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It's all it's all kind of straightforward, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's not that there's not anything interesting here, and the stuff with Abin is definitely interesting, but. Abin himself doesn't say a whole lot to break down. And, and, it all, 
and it, it does make you wonder exactly where the, I mean this because cle- clearly wherever this emerald space place is I mean you are really you are really cut off literally cut off from every from the real world completely if you have Abbott has no clue what Sinestro has been doing for the last umpteen years <laughs> Sinestro with an army of fear no shit. No. It's like, no. It's like, no, I'm telling you. So that that's 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 kind of interesting. Uh, it also does raise the possibility, though, I don't think it's going to happen since we don't see any solicits with Abin in it. That if, if he's able to resurrect Hal from the zone, then why couldn't Kyle resurrect Abin? That'd be interesting. It would be interesting, but there's no indication that's going to happen based on the solicits because we kind of we kind of know a lot about what about what's coming down the road. A lot of which is. Interesting, but I kind of I kind of hate this BS uh, kind of cop out that we got here. I feel like I feel like Venditti is giving us half of what we wanted, and not really even the the good half in terms of like lanterns being able to power themselves by having Ganthet and Sade acknowledge, or at least Ganthet kind of like smirk and acknowledge. Well, fine, about time Hal did it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that's interesting because like for years we were like. They are so close. They are hinting at this. It's going to happen. The Green Lanterns, maybe not all of them, but some of them will just be able to power themselves. Like, we were going towards this sort of autonomous Lantern, which we we do get because no Guardians are leading the Green Lantern Corps right now, and Hal made himself an in, in, in energy construct and powered himself and made a ring and all of this stuff. Now, it's under different circumstances, because yes. whatever was happening to him, I guess, maybe as a regard to the exposure of the gauntlet or whatever, who knows exactly what the hell happened, because they haven't explained that yet either. No, there's, a, so, there's so much that needs to be explained. But we're kind of, we kind of half get... Right now, we're kind of half in the spot where we thought we'd be years ago. The Green Lanterns are operating without Guardians, which, again, we're the... Or the Templar Guardians. That's what I was. I was going to mention that. That 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 seems to be like the you know the the seventy five million pound elephant in the room right now is could we at least get an well obviously they're not telling us immediately where the where the hell who sent the core away that's probably being built up for a big storyline where we're going to get to reveal this is who sent the core away but could we at least do some I mean I'm actually I'm kind of surprised not I'm not. I'm kind of surprised that we're getting Ganthet and Sade coming back as seemingly, you know, back into the fray without even before we found out at least where the hell the Templar Guardians have gone and what they're up to. I mean, it's ridic- It's really ridiculous now how long it's been since we've since we've even seen them. Um, well, Kyle's back in the picture now, so unless they're building stuff towards some big storyline or just completely forgetting they exist at all. Now's the time to explain because they spent the majority of their time with Kyle. So if any time, if we're going to get some sort of explanation in the very near future, it has to be in the next couple of issues because Kyle's involved now. Yeah, you would think Kyle would know. Yeah, and again, unless they're building up towards a huge story or just forgetting they existed in the first place. Well, we know we know they can't be forgetting they existed because Venditti didn't. And Vin Diddy pretty much did the majority of the writing since the Templar Guardians were brought in as a concept. Yeah. So I mean, he knows that he. I mean, and I and I know, and I put an asterisk. I mean, during the Vin Diddy era, yes, Justin Jordan used them more than Robert Vin Diddy probably did technically, because they were more partners with Kyle and the you know in the, in the New Guardians book. But the point still is, 
that during the Venditti era, you know, that he started off with the, with the Templar Guardians still on Oa before they kind of like mo- moved moved off. Yeah. Um, so I I think I we we need to we need to get a we need to get a payoff with the with the Templar Guardians. I mean, it's re- that's that's really a big waste so far. That's been a huge waste of, of the concept to bring them yeah. back to introduce this this sect of guardians and what the and have them not have them be kind of like naive on some levels and sheltered literally because they've been locked away for so long guarding full thume and uh then but yet also be in touch with their emotions and not afraid to have emotions and all the pluses and negatives of all these characteristics but yet they've done so little with them except kill like one or two of them off it's like come on i mean it's, it's, it really is getting old at this point. I mean, I know I don't think they've forgotten them, just like, you know. But it's we do. It's been like a, over like over a year now with some of these things. We need to get some. We need to get some answers to some of these questions. Then. <clears throat> I honestly don't have anything else to say about the issue, though. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, but my favorite issue is this one we just recapped. But that's just. I mean. You got Rotlop Fan, you got Kyle, you got Abin interacting with Hal, you got Ganthet and Sade. I mean, just in, sh- in sheer potential of what the next issue or two can be, like if you're looking forward to a next issue, this story is the one that does it for me where I'm like, oh, what the hell happens next? I need to know now. <laughs> I mean, I don't expect the payoff to be grandiose or anything like that, but... With Rotlop Fan, with Kyle, with Ganthet and Sade, with Abin, with Hal, like there's just so much there that they could do. Then I'm just like, oh come on, <laughs> please don't fuck up this potential. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I and obviously we know from the solicits, we know this stuff with Larflees coming in this, in this book. Uh, we know the stuff with Kyle and Hal in St. Walker related to the Blue Lantern Corps, which we already knew by the solicits that once once Hal basically seemingly once Hal gets his ass out of out of his little emerald space there, that's one of the main focuses he's going to be at least main focuses at least for maybe a couple of issues <laughs> to try to restart the the Blue Lantern Corps and things like that. So there's a lot of interesting things coming down the road, and it's it's. So this this book still not surprisingly this book still to me is the better of the two books. It's the most intriguing of the two books because there's so many characters to deal with. But we do have a lot of unanswered questions, and it's really going to suck if we're going to if we're going to be ta- having some of these same discussions as we hit like issue 23, and we still don't know what happened to the Templar Guardians, and we still don't know who sucked the Green Lantern Corps out of the universe, and all this stuff is like we need, you know. Th- there seems to be some kind of disconnect with. I understand you don't want to reveal too much too soon all the time, but it seems like like we kind of mentioned in the last episode regarding uh, Full Thume in the Green Lanterns thing. It's like it's kind of like standard storytelling in comics 101 that once you reintroduce a villain or characters that have been out of the picture for a while, it's like you kind of got to give a backstory to you know where they've been or when something happens and they disappear. It's like there's got to be some kind of hint you know, referencing it once in a while. We just need something. We need payoff. We need to know. We need to get the Volthoom explanation in Green Lanterns. Just like at some point, we need some Red Lantern information. We need to know what happened to the core. What happened to the Guardians? We need these some of these answers. And it's like I'm happy. I mean, I'm I'm happy we're getting Ganthet and Sade back. That's cool. I'm happy with some of the 
using some of again some of the more obscure lanterns like like Rot like Rotlop here. I think that's cool. So Robert's doing a good job with that. I like obviously Saint Walker going to be back in this book though. It's please don't make it please don't make it sad sack Saint Walker anymore. Please, he kind of we know we know the last time we saw him he was beyond that at this point when he was partnering with Okillo. We know he was not doing that. So let's not make him you know this depressed, unhappy Saint Walker again. Uh, please, please, please. Uh, especially if I don't, especially since you you say you like the character so much, Robert. Well, make make him a happy character like he's supposed to be. <laughs> give him some give him a nice joyful moment like it's you know for a change. But good stuff is. Good stuff seemingly is on the horizon in this book. Hopefully, it's going to continue. And all I think a little more explanation for a few things would just be nice. All right, I don't have anything else to say about either of these, so you want to go ahead and close us out? Yes, I will. Best way to contact us: lanterncast at gmail dot com. Our website is lanterncast dot com. Yes, it is. Please feel free to check out our latest episodes, Ring Cyclopedia episodes, blogs, Dark Star reviews, movie reviews. Soon to be listed will be up, like we mentioned last time, the updated uh, list of our guest appearances and other shows that Chad and and I, or and both and or one of us has been on uh, besides our LanternCast proper shows. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use hashtag GLCast to find us on any of those iTunes and Stitcher, we are on both. Leave us positive reviews, please, if you listen to us on either or both, actually. And last but not least, like to leave us a voicemail, 708-LANTERN. 708-LANTERN, and let us know what you think. All right, guys, we'll talk to you later. Good night, everybody. Good night.